today, uh, actually, Ms. Weeder was supposed to teach. And since she was unable to teach today, I told her I would uh, go ahead and take the turn to teach. And I had a really difficult time because I really didn't want to know what I was going to teach on. You know, you, you say, well, I teach on this, I teach on that. And, and it nothing really clicked together. And I actually was sitting to the desk in there eating my lunch. And I clearly heard the Holy Spirit say, pick up this Bible and whatever it opened to, that's what you teach on. And I put the ribbon there, but the ribbon wasn't in this space. It's intimacy with him. And it was, it was, and it just like, it like kind of clicked into place. Because I think that's what we all are seeking, intimacy with God. But I want to read to you what page it went to. <laughs> and it says, I am Emmanuel, God with you. Your pursuit of me is actually a response to my ardent pursuit of you. You don't have to batter down doors between us. Rather, as you open the door of your heart to me, you find me gloriously present, having already thrown open my door to you. My death on the cross for your sins was sufficient to open up my door to you permanently. Ever since you trusted me as a savior, your standing with me has been eternally secure. So you need not fear that on a day when your performance is below par, I might shut the door in your face. And I'm going to stop right there for a minute because a lot of times we try to be perfect in God in any little thing that we do wrong or don't do right or step out, we we believe that he's going to leave us and he's not going to love us anymore. And um, it's so funny that that said that because you feel a lot of uh, inadequacy sometimes. And then he says, mm, with my help, you can break out of that narrow enclosure of performance anxiety. I design you to flourish in the wide open spaces of my grace and glory, where you are free to celebrate my presence exuberantly. Stand tall, shout praises to me, remembering you are royalty in my kingdom of ever-ending life. I want you to realize how utterly safe you are in my perfect, persistent love. You understand that my strength of your love is insufficient to keep you connected with me. You know you cannot rely on your own faithfulness. And that that's why you must depend on my unfailing position, provision, love and faithfulness meet together in me. Moreover, through the sacrifice of my blood, righteousness and peace kiss each other. And so, you know, I began to think about that word intimacy. 
And intimacy actually means a close familiarity or friendship, a closeness. And the three songs that were played before we began to worship, I mean, before we began class, really spoke to that intimacy, that intimacy with God. And to have that intimacy with God means that the deepest part of you is a part of him. And so we we go around thinking, how can I get there? In fact, in a lot of ways, you are already there. We might just want to get a little closer, a little deeper, a little higher level, but you all have already began that intimate friendship, closeness with God once you accept his son as your savior. And so I was looking for some scriptures uh, that sort of fit. Let's, I'm, I have two right here for that father-son relationship between God and the Son, Jesus Christ. The first one is Matthew eleven twenty seven. 27. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Um, could you put that up in the Amplified for me? Okay. And I like to Amplify. It says, all things have been entrusted and delivered to me by my Father. That's already intimacy. And no one fully knows and accurately understand the Son except the Father. And no one fully knows and accurately understands the Father except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son deliberately wills to make him known. That's tight, like Chris would say. <laughs> that's, that's a strong, tight relationship. I mean, how can you get any closer than that. And then the second one in that same vein is Luke 3.22. And this is when Jesus got baptized, when John the Baptist baptized him. And he said, And the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, you are my son, my beloved, in you I am well pleased and find delight. Just think how that that just that intimate spirit just flowed down, just flowed through Christ. Mm, mm. And then God's intimate relationship with his people. John 
And this is eternal life. It means to know, to perceive, recognize, become acquainted with, and understand you, the only true and real God, and likewise to know him, Jesus as the Christ and the anointed one, the Messiah, whom you have sent. That's the relationship, that's the intimate relationship God wants with his people. He wants us to to have that eternal life. He wants us to know that he's the only true, true, sovereign, and supreme God. He and also wants he wants us to know his son in that intimate way, as a part of us. Like once you get saved, that little light is in you. That little man, he is growing in you. That's intimate to become a part of you. When anything comes that close to you, that's intimate. Second mm. Chronicles 7, 15, 16. And this, still, this is still in the vein of God's intimate relationship with his people. 7, 15, and 16. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer offered in this place. For I have chosen and sanctified, set apart for holy use this house, that my name may be here forever and my eyes and my heart will be here perpetually. That's our sanctuary. That's, we can come in here and get that intimate relation, that extreme intimate relationship with God. He has set this house apart. I'm not saying there's none others out there like that, but for us, he has set this place apart for us to have that intimate relationship with him. And the next one is images of God's desire for intimacy with his people. Psalms 103.13 mm. Amplified, please. That's the Amplified. As a father loves and pities his children, so the Lord loves and pities those who fear him with reverence, worship, and awe. Um, Another version is, just as a father loves his children, so the Lord loves those who fear and worship him with awe-filled respect and deepest reverence. Jesus. And as I was going through the intimacy, another scripture of intimacy 
is five Romans five two. Through him, also we have our access, interest, introduction, by faith into his grace, state of God's favor, to which we firmly and safely stand, and let us rejoice and exalt us in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Wow. Through him, we also have access by faith. So we have access by the faith for that intimacy to, to fit into, to get that grace, to feel safe. So when you're intimate with somebody, you feel safe. You trust them. Psalms 1819. He brought me forth also into a large place. He brought, he was delivering me because he was pleased with me and delighted into me. Delighted in me. When God brings you into that broad place, he's, he wants to be intimate with you. He delivered you. He rescued you. I know he rescued me. And all I want is to be with him. Sometimes you're sitting alone and you just feel his presence in the room with you. Loving you. Also, you have to know that he's always steadfast in his love for us. As he says in Psalms 85.10. Mercy and loving kindness and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. So if we have that kind of love and truth, and when that meets together, that's intimate. That's intertwined. God is intertwined. It's so hard sometimes to feel that intimate spark with him. And I, I and sometimes you wake up in the morning and and I really, I woke up this morning and and I felt like I didn't feel that, that intimacy. You know, sometimes you feel stagnant. Sometimes um, you're going, where are you, Lord? <laughs> where are you? You know, um, I really want to feel that closeness with you this morning. 
So where are you? So a little bit of sadness comes over you because you haven't felt it yet. You haven't gotten it yet. You just feel like you're lost in it. And so I, I, I was, I was, I don't pick up the Jesus calling every day, but I picked it up today. And it was strange what it said because it must have was, God must have was looking down on me and saying, my child need to hear something from me this morning. Yeah, she need to hear something I have for her. And this, this is so funny. And this is what it said. It said, come to me and rest in my peace. My face is shining upon you in rays of peace transcending understanding. Instead of trying to figure out things for yourself, you can just relax in my presence of the one who knows everything. What an intimate relationship. So as you lean on me in trusting dependence, you feel peaceful and complete. This is how I designed you to live in close communion with me. Intimacy. Wow. And I didn't know what to teach on today. And he had already given it to me earlier this morning, but I was in a flutter and trying to figure it out. And I shouldn't have figured it out. Trust in him. He said, when you are around other people, you tend to cater to their expectations, real or imagined. You feel enslaved to pleasing them, and your awareness of my presence grows dim. That's probably what was going on with me this morning. You know, you offer these people dry crumbs rather than the living water of my spirit going, flowing through you. Because you know, when you get in that, that dump mood, <laughs> and that's how you feel, you know. You you think you've still got that glow on your face, but it's not there. And it said, this is not my way for you. Stay in touch with me even during your busiest moment. Let my spirit give you words of grace as you live in the light of my presence. So what I forgot this morning is that intimate moment with God, that intimacy that I had with him. I don't know whether I woke up from a bad dream that I can't remember and thank you, God. <laughs> you know, or I woke up and I'm in a sorry feeling for myself mode. And sometimes we do that because we are human. And we hit those, we hit those little pockets. But then he threw a scripture in there. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I had to reclaim my intimate moment. He, let, he reminded me who he was. He reminded me that I didn't have to be anxious about anything. He reminded me I could walk through my day 
with peace and clarity. He reminded me that I didn't have to do it. It wasn't up to me. It was, he reminded me that he was guiding every step I had. He reminded me that I have an intimate relationship with him on whom I can rely. So I'm feeling better today, this afternoon. And so that made me more curious about scriptures of his intimacy, that dealt with his intimacy. Jeremiah 33 and 3. Call to me, and I will answer and show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden, which you do not know, do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of, and understand. He said, call him. Just call him. That's intimate. Deuteronomy 6.5 And you shall love the Lord your God with all your mind and heart and with your entire being and with all your might. What an intimate state. When you love somebody, when you love somebody with all your heart, there is a connection. There is an intimacy. So that's how God wants us to love him. John 15, 4 and 6. Dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in, being vitally, I can't see that one. United to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. So if we don't have that intimate relationship with God, We are unproductive. We are worthless. I am the vine. He is the vine. You are the branches. We are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. That's like roses. When you first cut them, they are so pretty. But soon, because they are disconnected from the rose tree, rose bush, they begin to die. So if we are roses cut off from his vine, we die. 
We need complete intimacy with him. We need to stay connected. And the last scripture for tonight, Matthew 10, 30. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do you know how many hairs you got on your head? God does. So he intimately knows you. He knows everything about you. He made you. Made me. I'm so happy he still knows how many hairs I have on my head. Even after I cut it off. So if somebody, does your husband know how many hairs you got on your head? Does your wife know how many hairs you have on your head? Does your mama know how many hairs you have on your head? Do you know how many hairs your, on your head your children have? What an intimate and glorious relationship to have with someone who, who knows knows the hair on your head. When I read that, I said, wow. Ultimate intimacy. You know me, God. And I thank you, God. And I praise your holy name. Thank you. That's the word God gave you for that. <laughs> Any questions? Yeah. Oh. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Really? Wow. That's awesome. That is, that's awesome. Any more comments? When you broke it down, um, his intimacy with his son, um, then his people, the sanctuary, and then his very own children, you know, so that's telling us all that he's very, very intimate. And he's hungry for it. Yes. You know, just like, you know, we are hungry for it. Um, we may look for it from other people, but he's the best source for intimacy. Yeah. The very first scripture you gave, I was sitting in the car before I came in. And that's what came to me. Matthew eleven twenty seven. Yes, sir. About how the son reveals the father to whom he wants to. And you were talking in the beginning about the door. This morning in my time with God, 
it was about the door. Because earlier this year, he took me um, just begin to study in like March about the door. And I found out that Jesus is that door. And you can't enter into the Father unless you go through the Son. That's right. And you got to become intimate with the Son so the Son can reveal the Father to you. And I'm just sitting here like, oh, was Miss Charlena in the room and in the bathroom with me this morning? No, the Where she was in the car with me. Before I walked in here, that scripture came to me. And Jeremiah 33 and 3 is something that I've been praying lately um, as a walk of faith for me and going to another place in faith and just asking God to show me something great and mighty. So, Lord, I'm not going to pray for provision. You've already promised to do that. Um, Meet my needs. You've already promised that. So all my needs are. But I want you to show me something. Let me experience your grace in a way I've never experienced it before. Do something for me that I've never experienced before with your grace. You said call to you and you're going to show me something great and mighty. I know it's not, you know. And like you said, with that intimate time with, with the father, it's just amazing to me that God chose me to even reveal the son chose me to reveal the father to me you know I, like that's like really really love and um that's just phenomenal to me and it's also um the big blessing for me is um with it that i'm not off when i hear him because i i um actually struggle with that a lot whether or not I'm hearing him a lot and a lot of times I am hearing him but something happened to me a long time ago and it's always a war with me with that and um as his years progressed now that I've been part of communal life one of the things God has been bringing up is that right they're dealing with that confidence of those those things that can Sometimes damage us really, really to the core and hold us back. So there's like a fear there that, okay, if I'm praying or if even if I'm studying and God reveals something to me, this fear comes up like, that's not God. And if you share that, you're going to get shut down. I'm serious. I, I struggle with that a lot. So I'm like, God, you got to help me through this. Oh, I'm sorry. I got on something else. But that really blessed me. Just to bless Kendrick, um, I don't even know what the scripture is, but it says that God's perfect love casts out all fear. Paul, I thank you. And this was God's message. It was not my message. I mean, When when I opened this Bible and it came to intimacy, he said, "Whatever it open, he said, whatever it open on, that's what you teach on, and it opened on that." And I needed to hear that myself because you know, um, a time some uh, 
sometimes um, when you're around people who don't have that relationship, um, you know, it clouds you. And, and it's, well, I'm going to say that around people who don't understand the depth of that relationship with God. That's not to say they, they don't have some kind of relationship with God. It's that they just don't have the depth of that understanding of the relationship with God. And like I said, I woke up this morning and I, I don't know what this place I was in. And maybe it was just to prepare me to give this message. To, to hunger for that additional intimacy with him. But I, I thank him. I thank the Holy Spirit for guidance. And I thank him for letting, for me being obedient and doing what he said to do. Not to think, oh, you know, but to get up and do it. Amen. Thank you. Thank you all.